Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the All In Man Cave Podcast with your host, me, Cole Haight. For all the new listeners out there, first joining the channel and listening for the first time, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. For everybody who's already listened to a few episodes already, thanks for coming back and joining me. So today we're going to play a nice, fun game I like to call Prove It or Lose It. So we're going to talk NFL today. We're going to talk about whether these NFL players or any part of any team in the NFL is going to prove it and be worth what they're worth or lose it and end up somewhere else next season or possibly downgraded somewhere else. So we're going to we're going to talk some stuff today. I know it's kind of slow during the off season. We're kind of in bet- in between a few little sectors now, but it'll be picking up uh, right after 4th of July and then we're going to start seeing a few few changes in some of these teams, so it's going to get a little bit more exciting relatively soon. So all right, so we'll 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 get it started off hot here. So I have a few names written down here, whether they be players, coaches, what have you. And I'll give you a little bit of background in terms of how I I take it and how these players are either on the hot seat or how they need to prove themselves going into this season uh, for their long-term futures with these teams or with any team, to be honest with you. So, all right, we're going to start here with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting paid over $20 million a season to start for a football team. Nobody pays $20 million for a backup quarterback. It doesn't happen. I've never seen it happen. So, and you guys may be familiar with Andy Dalton signing a two-year, $20 million contract for them to then go out and draft Justin Fields. And by them, I mean the Chicago Bears. So, there's no possible way that you're paying backup quarterbacks $20 million. It's bad enough that some of the quarterbacks that are even subpar in the league right now are getting paid at least $30 million, if not more than that. So there's no possible way that that's going to happen. And based on what Jimmy G has done for this team since he's gotten here, he's got to prove it or lose it. He's basically the definition of the segment I'm making for the show right now. So you got to prove that you're worth something here. You're in the NFL. You're getting paid multiple millions of dollars. You're not getting paid to get hurt. You're not getting paid to not perform. You're getting paid to play the game the way that you said or showed that you could at some point in your career. So Jimmy G's got to do something this season, and they put a put him on a little bit of a hot seat by drafting Trey Lance number three. So they drafted Trey Lance with the third overall pick. They moved up, gave up multiple first-round picks to pick up the quarterback, Trey Lance, out of North Dakota State. So it, they, they got to do something. So they're going to have to make a decision, and, and it doesn't really help that Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, was a so-called prodigy. He's going to be wanting to give up everything that it takes for him to get to the top. And if if he needs he if that means that he needs to get rid of Jimmy G in the process, he definitely will 100% do that. Trey Lance has already shown abilities to do things that Jimmy G cannot do, like move around in the pocket faster, uh, mobility, arm strength, everything that you need in a in a quarterback. He's a little raw. He's a little bit of raw of a product. However, he's going to be putting Jimmy on the hot seat which is why I've seen multiple different locations. I've seen that Jimmy G looks really good in camp and he's given 100% effort. And he's doing that because he knows that his job's in jeopardy. San Francisco's in probably the the best division this season. The NFC West, at least in the NFC, they're the hardest division. But 
even in possibly in the league. So th- they got to perform this season, and he's got to perform way above par for him to be worth the the over $20 million contract that he's going to be paid this season. So moving on. So next on the list is Odell Beckham Jr. So if you guys are unfamiliar with Odell Beckham Jr., this man was a top three wide receiver for multiple years before he got injured. Uh, he was a great Amazing wide receiver for the New York Giants when Eli Manning was throwing to him. He then got traded to the Cleveland Browns and has not performed based on injuries and or the setup of their offense. Odell Beckham Jr. is making $16 million guaranteed this season. If you're making $16 million, you need to be a number one target. There are no excuses. You need to be a number one target making $16 million this season. Julio Jones is making $16 million a season. They're equal. One's been hurt. One's been hurt. One's getting older. Odell's not as old, but he's getting there because he's been wasting these seasons getting injured and trying to come back from it. It doesn't help that he went from a pass-heavy offense in New York to a run-heavy offense in Cleveland. So Odell Beckham needs to, to... he needs to be worth his his fifteen point seven million dollars, which is basically sixteen million guaranteed this season. He needs to keep his attitude under control. He needs to keep that locker room sound, and he doesn't need to cause any problems. They picked up a lot of solid players in the off season. They picked up a lot of solid players in the draft. Their their team is set up for success this season, and Odell Beckham freaking out on the sidelines like he did in New York is not going to help them. Odell needs to prove that he can be the best teammate, he can help out the younger wide receivers, and he can do what he needs to do to get back to help Baker Mayfield be the best quarterback he can be. Odell making Baker a better quarterback means that the Browns will guaranteed win that division. Baker had a decent season last season. He didn't turn over the ball too many times. It it was the season that every Cleveland Browns fan wanted to see that they haven't seen in decades. So Odell's going to have to pick it up and see if his ACL can hold up because he just had ACL surgery. So if as long as he rehabbed correctly, it, it seems like he's doing okay in camp. I haven't heard about any setbacks. We're, we're, we're going to be – he's going to be on his way back to regaining his, his top five wide receiver status because that's where he was not, not only a few years ago. So Odell's going to be back there. If not, he's going to be on the hot seat, and they're going to look to move him because I'm surprised they didn't move him this this offseason. All right, next on the list, Daniel Jones, the quarterback of the New York Giants. I'm going to throw some statistics out here real quick, and I was honestly surprised by this. I knew that it was an issue, but I didn't think it was this bad. So Daniel Jones in two seasons, two full seasons he played. He only played 27 games in the two full seasons which means he missed nine games out of the two full seasons. He had 39 turnovers for loss in 27 games. That's one and a half turnovers a game. He had 22 interceptions and 19 lost fumbles, not to mention the fumbles that weren't lost. That's terrible. I looked back to see who could have possibly had a worse year or the worst two years. The last person I could find was Jameis Winston, who had the exact same turnover ratio in terms of turnovers per game. And he threw 30 interceptions in one season. 
Daniel Jones needs to figure out how to hold on to the football or not throw it to the other team. He's got to he's he's got to figure it out because if he doesn't, we're gonna have huge issues. It's his third season coming up, which means his fifth year option is not too far away, similar to Baker Mayfield, who we just talked about in uh, with Odell Beckham. Daniel Jones needs to perform. They saw something out of him out of Duke. They picked him. It, they picked him from Duke, even though that he didn't throw that much in college. They saw something they liked, but so far he hasn't showed anybody in America anything because he, he hasn't done anything spectacular or anything to prove that he deserves that starting job. The division this year is subpar, average. You got Washington with a whole lot of new pieces with a solid defense. The Eagles are a mess on offense and on defense. They don't know what, they, what they're doing. And the Cowboys are out to prove everything. But honestly, their defense is still terrible. So that whole division is up for grabs right now. And if they make a major move, Daniel Jones can get this fifth-year option signed. And they could keep him. But the offseason moves that they made are solid enough for him to actually prosper in this offense, having Saquon come back, getting Kenny Galladay. We'll see if Daniel Jones can hold up and if he deserves his fifth-year option. If not, they're going to have to move off of him and they're going to have to look in the draft or look in free agency to fill that spot because you're in a big market. You're in the New York market. You need to win and you need to win now all the time in the New York market. Why do you think the Jets went out and made a big flash draft of Zach Wilson? You got you got to be there and and you got to perform now and that's what the New York market is about, which is why Odell went so high strung and started going nuts in his first few seasons with New York because he was getting the pressure was getting to him. Daniel Jones not the same guy. So let's see if he can pick it up and see if he can perform. All right, next on the list, Julio Jones. So we've talked about Julio Jones in the, I believe, at least two of the first three episodes that I, that I have. So, new team, new career. I mean, you figure it out. He he was he was injured a little bit. He missed a bunch of games with an ankle. He missed a few games with a hamstring. You're 32 years old. He was clearly unhappy there, and that's why he wanted to make a move and get traded. So you got to go out, and, and, and you're in a new spot now. You're in a great offense. you got a lot of help. He can really revamp his entire career. Julio Jones can revamp his entire career, even at age 32. So it's, it's, it's a thing where you, gotta, you pick and choose your battles in life. He chose to leave, so he's got to make the best of this. And I feel like in this offense, he can do that. With A.J. Brown being across the way from him, with Derrick Henry running the football, with Ryan Tannehill, a capable quarterback of hitting him on a deep route, which he's proven in games to A.J. Brown. Now he has two targets to do that. He has plenty of options to revamp his career, get, get over all of these injuries, get over all of the doubters, get around all of that stuff. So he, he's gonna be he's gonna be Hall of Fame chasing. He can revamp his career in Tennessee and have this have a similar outcome that he did in, in Atlanta and at this age, he'll be Hall of Fame chasing for sure. The question that I really ask is, is he gonna be okay with less targets? 
because he's going to be getting, there's going to be targets going to the tight end. Ryan Tannehill always spreads the ball around. And you got A.J. Brown. So are you going to be okay with less targets? Are your targets going to be solid? Is he going to start getting upset because he's not getting as many targets? He was the head honcho in Atlanta. He was the head honcho. Nobody could touch him. He was healthy. He was on the field. He was getting the most targets. And when Calvin Ridley came in, I believe that's why he left in the first place. It's because he knew Calvin Ridley was the young, new dude. And he was going to take it over. And Julio's getting older. He was going to take a back seat. And he didn't want to take a back seat. So let's see what he does. I, I'm I'm hoping for success for him. And I'm thinking it's going to happen. Because I think that's that's offense is going to be deadly enough with just being scared of Derrick Henry running the football for them to hit over the top to one of those two guys, either him or A.J. Brown, over the top. So Tennessee's going to be a nice dark horse team this season. But Julio's, Julio's got to prove himself. Or he's not going to be worth whatever contract he gets if he gets an extension at all. So we'll see. But Julio's going to be on the hot seat for sure. All right, next on the list, Derek Carr. Derek Carr's making $20 million. You know who really influences Derek Carr? John Gruden, who's been making crappy coaching decisions and crappy draft picks since he got to Las Vegas. You guys remember when Mike Mayock was on TV giving draft advice? Why is John Gruden making decisions in Las Vegas right now? If Mike Mayock had so much success doing and giving draft advice on ESPN and the NFL Network for at least seven years of my childhood. Mike Mayock would always cover drafts. He'd always make really good selections in the right spot. And now he's the general manager of of a football team and John Gruden has control over that? John Gruden hasn't done anything worth a 10 mil, 10 million or sorry 10 year 10 100 million dollar contract. He hasn't done anything. Not a single thing to deserve that contract. They've been mediocre at best and they similar to the Dallas Cowboys, they have done nothing to help their piss poor defense through this draft or through free agency. They haven't done anything. They got Yannick and Dockway. He was cut in the last team he played for after like week 7. He's not a team guy. He's a, I want sacks and I'm going to force fumbles on my own accord guy. He's not going to help your defense. He's not going to help your team. You got to realize John Gruden is the heartbeat of this team. And that's why this team has been piss poor since he got there. Derek Carr has the opportunity to turn it around. Now, John Gruden didn't help him enough. They didn't get anything in free agency for his weaponry. Yeah, they got Kenyon Drake in the backfield to go with Josh Jacobs. That's okay for a running game. But they have Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs, and I have no idea who the rest of the people on that on that offensive weapon tree is. There's no one else there. Those are the only two. And you could double them both in any basic defense. You could double both of them. And then there, you're done. So Derek Carr's got to he's got to really really carry this team on his back. And he's got to make sure that they make the playoffs this season. Or he's he may be on the hot seat because John Gruden isn't going to take it. He'll blame somebody else. He'll save himself first before anybody else. There's pressure on him. There's pressure on the whole organization to perform, which they haven't done in years. It's got it's 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 got to change. And Derek Carr has the ability, which I've seen, to do that. 
Yes, he hasn't gotten much help from the coaching staff or the upper management or anybody that is responsible for making sure he has quality players surrounding him to make him great, but he can will his way there. Derek Carr has potential to be a top 10, top 7 quarterback in the league when surrounded by the right players and making the right decisions. I believe in him. I think it's going to happen. And remember, you're paying him $20 million. So go back to what we just talked about with Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you going to keep him on the team and pay him $20 million not to start? No, you're going to let him go. And you're going to have some other team pick him up, just like they would do, just like San Francisco would do with Jimmy G. They're both in similar positions. All right, we're going to turn the tides a little bit. We're going to talk about a few coaches. So these are the top two that I found. And I might take some heat for this, but guess what? Uh, we're, I'm going to give the take and, and to explain it and see what goes, see what happens. So Mike McCarthy, right? America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, hire Mike McCarthy, who failed in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers for a decade. If anybody has any idea about football, they know that every single eyeball is on Mike McCarthy for the next season and no more than that. Jerry Jones has his fingers in everything that has to do with the Dallas Cowboys. Even at his age, the fact that he's an owner, he doesn't care. You guys have seen that and, and he's proven that with the things that he's done throughout the decades that he's owned that team. Jerry Jones is going to be pressing him hard to win and win now. If any football team has the pressure to win now, it's America's football team, right? The Dallas Cowboys. He just signed Dak to a four-year, $160 million contract coming off an injury. Your offense is amazing. Your defense is very subpar, so you're going to have to win in a bunch of shootouts. We'll see what happens. But Mike McCarthy did not prove in Green Bay that he could win with a way better team than he's coaching now. And he had way less pressure on him in Green Bay. A team with no owner that's owned by people. Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat. And he he was responsible for hiring Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn who got fired as the Atlanta Falcons head coach last season. Hello? So now you've doubled your pressure. Not only did you hire a coach that's subpar, you hired one that got fired. And for America's football team, that's owned by Jerry Jones. I don't see anything good coming out of this. I don't give Mike McCarthy after this season. I think he's gone. Unless they win that division and make a decent run in a playoff game or multiple playoff games, he's gone. Mike McCarthy's gone. Because I don't see it happening. You can't score 40 points every, every football game. And your defense just gives up multiple, multiple, multiple touchdowns. Because their defense is, is not it's not good. It's definitely bottom five. And anybody who argues that, I want to know how you're arguing it. Because the, all they got was Micah Parsons in the draft. Everybody else was a, a, a stretch prospect or somebody in free agency that's playing a new position. Or was on a failing team last season. So... Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat, and he's probably he's on the hottest seat out of all the people I've named so far. All right, and the bonus, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is going to be on the hot seat, and let me tell you why. How much money did they spend to bolster that offense with free agents? 
Let's go through a few of the names. Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and in the draft, Mac Jones. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. They basically overhauled everything. Got two new tight ends. Got two new wide receivers. Got a few offensive tackles. Drafted a quarterback that may have to step in just in case Cam Newton can't perform like he did last season. Granted, he did get COVID, and it wasn't the same after COVID. But Bill Belichick is on the hot seat, and he's only on the hot seat not on his own accord. He's had so much success in the recent years with Tom Brady moving on the ranks, the multiple decades of winning seasons, winning seasons, winning seasons. Robert Kraft now expects that. It's like when you're at a job and you give more than 110% for like a week and then you're you're hitting you're hitting what you're supposed to be doing and then all of a sudden they ask you why you slowed down even though you're still hitting the goal. Once you do it, it's now an expectation. So Robert Kraft expects him to win. So last season he got a little irritated. This season it doesn't work. Now he's more irritated. And like as as is everything else in life, everyone's replaceable. Even one of the best coaches in NFL history is replaceable. Just based on the situation he's now put in. With his team being subpar after, ironically enough, after Tom Brady left. But they lost a lot of things and a lot of things happened that he, were, were outside of his control. Unfortunately, now Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. Not only that, but their division is getting better as they aren't. The Dolphins are decent right now. Let's see how Tua does, but they they have a solid defense and picked up a lot of offensive weapons. The Jets have completely overhauled everything, so nobody has any idea how the Jets are going to do. And Buffalo last year was amazing with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Their defense is solid, so they got a tough division. We'll see how Bill Belichick does this season. We'll see how he does, but he's I, as much as I don't want to say it because he's one of the best coaches in NFL history, he's on the hot seat. There's no reason why he's not on the hot seat. Robert Kraft's going to have an eye on him. Similar to the way Jerry Jones has an eye on on McCarthy. So those are my prove it now or lose it candidates. If you guys have any comments, feel free to find me on Facebook. Hit me with a DM, Cole Haight, C-O-L-E-H-A-Y-D-T. Any comments? Uh, Hoping soon to make an Instagram just for the podcast. Haven't done that yet. Uh, for everybody's questions, you guys could just DM me there. But for now, uh, send them to my Facebook. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Football season will be here before you know it. So uh, stay easy out there. Uh, continue to listen. Continue to comment. Uh, please tell your friends. Anybody you know that would like a sports podcast, I'm trying to grow the podcast as big as I can. I'll let you guys know when all the other platforms are up. Hoping to get on Apple Podcasts. Pandora and Spotify. So once again, thank you guys so much for listening and see you later.